Hello, welcome back to the Zone Blitz. I am Vince Miller, joined as always by my co-host Ashton Overholt, and today we are going to review Week 8. That sounds crazy. It's already Week 8 of college football, but it's here. You excited, Ashton? Yeah, I am. It's it's maybe not quite the the luster that we had in, in some of the early weeks, but uh, still some good games kind of once you get past the, the, 12, the 12 o'clock window. The noon window is not really good this yeah. this week. It, hey, there, we got maybe spoiled like in other weeks, but... Yeah, this week you just like look through and it's like, ooh, <laughs> there's just some good games later on. So yeah, if you have something to do, this I hate to be those guys. Really hate to be those guys, but it maybe <laughs> until like three thirty you could like do something like right, you know, some family time or something. But yeah, after three thirty, then it's time to glue back in and and get down to business. I know the the solid verbal podcast they always share their window of opportunity. And <laughs> yeah, I haven't listened to it this week, but I'm assuming that's probably their window of opportunity. It's got to be <laughs> noon to three thirty. Yeah, it hasn't yes. been great. Hey, but we've been like we've had some really good ones. You go back to like Georgia Arkansas, like that's a top ten game that you have. Um, uh, I think Penn State Iowa was also a noon kickoff. That um that like you get those games early. I think that was a noon kickoff. Wasn't yeah, it? was it not? Yeah. I think so, so. Like we've had some of those like really good. I, that was at four o'clock though. I think that game. Yeah, was I think you're right. I was thinking of Wisconsin, Penn State. That one was. Yeah, yeah, that one was. So we've had. Yeah, we, point is we've had some good early ones. This week we don't. But I think hey, there's a lot of teams on by. I know like Georgia's on by. Like there's I think I know Florida's on by as well. So there's a lot of teams getting a bye week, some much yeah. needed rest. So before they really get into the grit of conference play. Right. Okay, I think I have about eight games here I want to talk about. Um, and I guess I could mention two. Uh, just Tuesday night. Uh, was it? No, it was last night, I think. Last night. Last, last night, night yeah. Coastal Carolina, number 14 in the country. They lost to App State. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of ends their chance to make the New Year Six or whatever, most likely. Yeah. But yep. Anyway. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, Oregon at UCLA. Oregon is number 10. Um, still just the one loss. Of course, they have the win over Ohio State. Mm-hmm. UCLA actually a one to one and a half point favorite here. I think earlier in the week it was up to two and a half or so. It was. Yeah, we're, re- we're recording a little later than normal, so it's down to about one in most places. You can also get one and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts here for this game? Do you do you feel like the the line coming down is a is a bit of a sign of how maybe this this is going to go? Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I Oregon scares me here. I think. UCLA is good in the trenches. We saw them push around an SEC team um, in week one again, like with LSU. UCLA is physical and likes to run the ball. Like that's kind of what they base it on. They, you know, the zone read. Um, so I think that I think that'll be the test is how does Oregon's D line stand up to that? And yeah, mm-hmm. how, can you stop their rushing attack at all? Because they're they really UCLA has been a surprise. Like UCLA is probably the surprise of the Pac-12 this year as far as just being able to just get up and just mash. Um, yeah, just running the ball. Like Zach Charbonnet just been right. just been terrific. Dorian Thompson Robinson also he's really good in the run and pass. Just a really good dual threat guy. Takes care of the football. So, yeah, I think that's probably the matchup to watch as far as a betting standpoint. I'm scared. Like <laughs> I like it looks. It's so tempting to take Oregon there, you know. But, geez, yeah. Again, I'm scared. I are you? Would you go in on it at all? Like, is this something like a lean? Do you have a lean either way? I think my lean would just have to be Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I feel like they're better. 
it's not too often you see a top 10 team that is an underdog against an unranked team. And we have twice this week. Twice yeah. this week. Times. The other mm-hmm. one is even more notable. Yeah, um, we'll get but, to that. Goodness. Yeah, that, that, man, like just the fact that it it's UCLA by one, it almost makes me more hesitant than if it would be Oregon by one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what does. I mean? I know. <laughs> if it was Oregon by one, you're like, yeah, I'll probably take Oregon to cover So they that, think Oregon but... will win, so yeah, that yeah, makes right. sense. <laughs> right. And then it's like, wait, UCLA's favorite? Oh my, that's scary. Yeah, yeah. It, it does scare me a little bit. Uh, my lean would be Oregon, but mm-hmm. sure, nothing. What about you? Do you have a lean on it? Oof. I, yeah, I mean, probably Oregon. Like, right? Like that feels like the right call. But I will say, it, like, as far as a, a quarter, when you, when you look at tight games like that, like, kind of what I look about look at is. Who has an advantage at quarterback? Like, like, yeah. what what is one quarterback that is going to drastically outplay the other one and just like take this for you? And you have to give that to UCLA because Dorian Thompson Robinson has been really, really good. Um, yeah, thirteen touchdowns, two picks. Like he takes care of the football, and and he's he's a playmaker. So when you get a playmaker that takes care of the football, especially in that offense, like that's why I would probably lean UCLA. And like, I'm just, again, I'm staying away from it. Not one of the locks, but if had to. Yeah, gun to my head, probably going on the UCLA side, I guess. Yeah, it, it's tough. All right, the other game, we'll get right to that one. Number eight, Oklahoma State at Iowa State. Iowa State is a seven-point favorite here. Um, and I think I did a little bit of a double take at the, you know, beginning of the week when I heard this. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does it make sense to you, or is this an easy one for you? Oh. It's too easy. Like, it scares me. Like, oh, my goodness. Okay, so, yeah, how often? Oklahoma State's number eight in the AP poll. Iowa State's unranked, and they're they're favored by seven. It, it No, it doesn't make any sense. I, sheesh. The quarterback matchup, which is kind of what you go to maybe, is, like, kind of a wash. Brock Purdy and Spencer Sanders are both – they're kind of the same guy. Both, like, they're very similar, like, even stats-wise. Like, Spencer Sanders yeah. just – they haven't had really good years. They've been okay, but they're not. Neither one have been game breakers, you know. They're both guys that everyone was very excited about two yes. years ago, and they've disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly right. Like even the beginning of this year, there was buzz still for both guys a sure. little bit, and I think it's it's gone. Like it it's yeah, kind of dissolved. So again, a game I'm just going to watch and stay away from because the number is spooky. Like I just I don't know where to where to go with it. It Oklahoma State should be favored by seven. Like that's that was my first thought is that the wrong team's favor here, so yeah. But if you know, but if they were, you'd be on Iowa State for sure. Yes, absolutely. That's the problem <laughs> is that like I think Iowa State is probably actually the better football team. Um, so and they, and they are at home, so yeah. I staying away from it. It may be a slight Oklahoma lean, Oklahoma State lean. Yeah, plus seven. So uh, I guess. It's just another one of those games where I feel like my lean is Oklahoma State, but it's it's scary, and that's actually how I feel about a lot of these games. That's well, gonna be okay. there's there's some good lines here. Like yes. th- this feels there's some there's some weeks like last week was probably one of them where I did not feel good about any of the lines. Like I felt right. I felt like that's exactly where I would want that number, and I don't feel good betting any of these. There's some like this week that I'm confident in. Like I have like so we probably okay. we'll, we'll probably agree on one or two of these. Like I feel like we'll have a super lock here and, and make some people some money. So okay. I I would like to say also on the Oklahoma State thing. Like 
they're Iowa, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like they're yeah, that they top are. 10 team. Mm -hmm. I do think they're maybe a little more explosive than Iowa, just offensively, um, mm -hmm. and probably not quite as good on defense. So, but, but it kind of <laughs> comes out to the same thing. It kind of comes yeah. out to the same thing. Yeah, it does. And, and so, like, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Iowa State would cover this, but it feels <laughs> kind of wrong that the number eight team is a one touchdown underdog. It does. To an, it a really disappointing does. Iowa State team, really. I mean, well, I mean, are they though? Like, like I would, Iowa did to Iowa State, like kind of what they did to everyone else. Just like they get fluky interceptions and everything. Right. And, you know, Iowa happened to Iowa State. Like, like Iowa State can still win. They technically can win ten games. They probably won't. It'll probably be like nine. But I mean, they they lost to Baylor. Like, we're not really sure what Baylor is. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about Iowa State. Like, I like right. Dan Campbell. I still do. I, he's the name that we don't mention Matt for Campbell. the LSU job. I keep I, that's the second time. Dad gummit. Yes. Dan Campbell, Lions head coach, the crier. We don't talk about him. He cries. Matt Campbell. We are a Matt Campbell podcast. And like he he doesn't get yeah, we don't want to go into the LSU coaching search because we talk about this literally every pod, but yeah, like he should be mentioned. He should at least be mentioned for that job. Anyway, um stay away from this game, I guess. If you have to put money on it, go Oklahoma State slightly. But yeah. Yeah. Good luck to you. Okay, another weird line that just like jumps off the page at you, but kind of makes sense. Clemson <laughs> is at number 23, Pitt. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh is a three-point favorite against Clemson in the 21st century. <laughs> three and a half, yeah. You, you're seeing three and a half? Yeah, I got three and a half, yeah. I see, man. <laughs> I know, over a field goal? Oof. That, that, okay. that actually point, makes it interesting. Like the point, three and a half makes it even more interesting in my opinion. I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> points per game. Clemson has 20.5 points per game. Pitt has 48.3. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't know. Like their average Pittsburgh's averaging 533 yards of offense a game. I, I, I'm not sure what to do. I'm, this is, this is going to be one of my locks of the week. I, it's got to be. I got to take Clemson plus three and a half. Like, how often do you get a top five roster getting three and a half against a top 50 roster, maybe? Like, as far as just talent-wise, from just pure talent alone, take all everything else away from it. Well, just from a don't pure even don't standpoint. Don't, don't. I look at it. I don't even look at the talent. I just say, how often do you get Clemson as an underdog against Pitt? Absolutely. Like it's it's shock okay, this is shocking. That's shocking and it just if if nothing else, it's gonna be too much fun betting Clemson. Clemson can lose by a field goal and I've won. You know what I mean? Like right. that's crazy. That is just crazy that yeah, the world we live in. So yeah, you would never I mean, I would have laughed you out <laughs> right out of the room had you told me this, you know, in, in July or August, but yeah, this is October, two months later, and and this is the world we live in now. So Clemson, yeah, one of my locks of the week, plus three and a half. I feel really good about it. Like I, I have a fairly high – I understand the points per game. I understand all the stats I just gave you. Not talking me out of that. I love that defense. Um, lock of the week, lock it in. Nice. And, hey, just a side note, this, this has nothing to do with week eight, but for the future of Clemson um, – so 24-7 Sports just updated all their rankings for the class of 22 recruits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And after the reshuffling, the no, the new number one quarterback in the 24-7 composite Cade. Yeah. is Cade Klubnik, uh, yep. the Clemson commit. So mm -hmm. 
hey, maybe DJ Uyunglele gets benched as a junior. <laughs> maybe he's just like next year's um, Spencer Rattler. That maybe. would be <laughs> wow. That wow. That that would be a mind blowing thing to think six months ago or two months ago even. I, I just want to read one thing off. This is just, again, stats, just crazy. Okay, DJ has four touchdowns and three picks this year. Kenny Pickett has 21 touchdowns, one interception. Oh. <laughs> and he has, he has 1,900 yards, and he, like, DJ has not even 1,000 yet. Like, he has 1,000. He has double more, <laughs> double as many yards as DJ. And, oh, I did, like, five times as many touchdowns. That's insane. With two less picks. It, I, yeah, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Do not get it. So uh, those stats make me – I'm no, I'm not backing off. I am not going to back off. I'm still on Clemson. Still on it. I, I really am. It's it's a talent thing for me. It's a talent thing. And, like, like yeah, I, I trust Dabo, like, at least that much. I trust him that much. I think that in a, in a straight-up game, which Clemson is going to come out firing in this one, by the way. Like, this is going to be – they have to win this. This yeah. is a must-win game for them. And you're going to get their best effort. They're not overlooking anybody. So, yeah, I, I feel good about it. I, f- I do. I feel good. Yes. Okay. Try and talk myself into it. <laughs> so I mentioned Cade Klubnik. Um, there are actually four or five stars in the composite, all ranked from like 20 to 29. This is quite quite the segue here. Number 29 in that list, the number four quarterback in the country for the class of 22 is Walker Howard. Currently committed to LSU. LSU. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds like he's visiting Notre Dame this weekend. Oh, wow. Um, wow. So really? Good for you That's guys. interesting. Um, yeah, it is. But speaking of LSU, let's talk about them. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That, that, was, that, that, took about, that was about a 12-point turn, but we, we got yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, we made it in there. Uh, LSU goes to Ole Miss yes. this weekend. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss, a nine-point favorite. Obviously, this is the first game for LSU since Ed Orgeron, mm-hmm. whatever you call that. Um, hey, you're going to still coach the rest of the year, but after that, we're mutually agreeing that you're fired. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So how much of an impact do you f- feel like that has on this game? Or or is it a positive impact because <laughs> now they know what's going on? Is it a negative yeah. impact because obviously the coach just got fired? Like. <laughs> What well, do you think here? Yeah, like Coach O is always at his best as an intern. Like we've talked about this <laughs> yes. before, but like they may win out. Like I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen there. The team could quit, like, or or they could like rebound and like actually like beat a couple of teams that you just don't even see coming because the talent's there to do it. You know what I mean? Like they have ball players walking around there if they're not hurt. There was the the one picture of them. I don't know if you saw like the scooter gang. Right before their last game against Florida, it was like Eli Ricks, uh, Derek Stingley. They're all they have their knees like up on a scooter because they just had like surgery or whatever. Oh, yeah. I think uh, Keishon Butte, I think, was one of them. There was like it was like Major Burns was another one. Like it was like all of their good players. <laughs> it's like six of them, and it was like those are yeah, those are our six best football players. So that's unfortunate. Oh. But no, as far as betting, I have no idea. Like again, no clue what's going to happen here. I could see Ole Miss blowing them out because LSU just quits. Or I could see like them kind of, yeah, LSU coming out and playing inspired. I mean, because we have we have evidence of that happening too under Coach O teams, you know, like as an intern. So I, I have no idea. Like Max Johnson's really good. Uh, he's probably a little underrated. He's probably a little overlooked um, because she, just because he plays in the conference he is and there's better quarterbacks than him, you know, and he's going up against one Matt Corral. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't have a good feel on this game. I have no idea. Anyone that can tell you, I don't think anyone really does. Because I think no. anyone that says they know what's happening in this game is just like lying to you. Like even the over-under, like who knows? Like this could be close. It could not be close. I could see like almost any outcome in this game. Like For the, sure. The line here, Ole Miss by nine, it, it feels like there's a good chance it either like hits really well or it doesn't even come close like you know what i mean like 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 the actual result could be like a touchdown on either side of that line right yeah yeah or whatever like or more uh, or or two touchdowns yeah yeah it it could literally be in any any outcome wouldn't be surprised at all yeah which lsu has not really gotten blown out this year which whatever they're they're, i mean depends on your definition (laughs) yeah i mean what's their worst loss by well, I, so you, like you look through, so they lost to well Kentucky. They got beat up by Kentucky. That one, I know they they actually scored a garbage time touchdown. Is like forty. Yeah. It finished forty two twenty one, but that game right. was thirty five to seven, like in the third quarter. That's um, true. That one was more of a blowout than I remembered. Yeah. Other than that, no. Like I would agree. Like other than that, you're kind of right. Like the UCLA game in week one was close. Like that one, UCLA got some long plays kind of at the end and, and made it look worse. But like that, that was close. And the Auburn game obviously was close. So yeah, yeah. I no, I'm I I see your point. I'm not down on LSU at all. Like I think they can if they get the right coach. I think they could easily turn that thing around quickly because they have yeah. they have ball players there. They do and they always will. I think. But yeah, I just I I don't know. Like who knows how they're going to react this week? And so like. Yeah, I'm just kind of staying away from it because because I have no idea. By the way, the most recent numbers I saw had James Franklin as the betting favorite. <laughs> I saw, yeah, I saw that to go to LSU. Right after he's the betting would, favorite to go to USC, it would never work. It would never work at, at LSU. Weird. Just no, no <sighs> chance. Like, wouldn't it, he can't? He's so like he seems like like a Penn State guy. Like it just wouldn't even like maybe USC you could kind of see it working, but not. Not in the like in Baton Rouge, or you. He has me? coached in the SEC before, although I don't well, know if Vanderbilt counts. That does not count. That's not the same <laughs> thing as 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 LSU. Like LSU is, it's a different level. Yeah, I'm not sure. I that would be just weird. I'd much rather see like Lane Kiffin or someone go there. Someone that's going to have some yeah. fun. But yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I do think the the hiring that they make here is going to have a big effect. Um, I, I already mentioned Walker Howard. There's other recruits that other teams and other schools around the country are like reaching out to. Like, the hire they make here is going to have a pretty big effect on this recruiting class. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's not the most important thing about a hiring. Um, but yeah, it's just something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. An old rivalry game that has been. Nothing but blowouts for years now. Tennessee at Alabama. Mm. Alabama 25 to 25 and a half point favorite, depending where you look. And it does seem like, I mean, last week they, they kind of just slaughtered Mississippi State after after losing to Texas A&M. Wow. Was that their wake-up call? Like, is this the point where they just destroy a Tennessee team that's actually, like, not looking too bad? Yeah, maybe. Like, probably. Like, I kind of believe that. Alabama might just go on like a death march, like from here to the end of the year where they just absolutely obliterate everybody. I could see that happening, but I will say if teams can run the ball against them because they can be run on like, like that's kind of what A&M did. And uh, granted Calzada had a really good game, but, but A&M was able to run the ball too and had like, that's kind of what loosened everything up in that A&M game. So I don't know. It's, It's really tough to know how, how to gauge a game like that. Like, so Alabama come like coming off a loss, it feels like, 
like either they can really get gotten in those areas, like in the trenches, you're kind of on both sides of the ball, O-line and D-line feels like you can kind of get after them a little bit, or they're going to get massively better in the next two weeks and then proceed just to blitz everybody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you can feel like either one could happen. So Tennessee's good, by the way, like Tennessee's sneaky good. They're not even maybe sneaky good. They're just good. Like, uh, like, as, okay, at least if Hendon Hooker starts, I will say if Joe Milton starts another game for them, <laughs> like, like then, then it's a blowout. Like the blowout is on at that oh. point because like, I don't know if you've ever seen the meme of like, like, like it's like Peyton Manning, like he's playing football with like little kids. Yes. And he like takes the football and just beans him from like five yeah. yards away. That's what Joe Milton does to his receiver. That's a hilarious SNL skit, by the way. In case you it is, it. <laughs> it is really funny. It is <laughs> hilarious. But like that's what Joe Milton does every play. <laughs> he just <laughs> has heat. He has no touch at all. Uh, every throw is heat. So yeah, I, I don't know. I if Hooker's has been really good this year. He's been not talked about enough just again because the conference that he plays in there's a lot of quarterbacks that are better than him and getting more shine but he's been really really good when he has played and yeah we don't know yet if he's starting or we don't we that hasn't been talked about no one no one knows as to who's playing this saturday but you'd feel much much better for tennessee if he is playing because if he's not they have zero chance at winning or even keeping it close zero chance i think right okay another rivalry game this is actually more of a rivalry. USC at Notre Dame. Um, both of these teams, I believe, coming off a of bye week. Um, so I think, yeah, they both are. Uh, and the reason I know that is because Notre Dame's coming off a of bye week. I know that as a Notre Dame fan. And, and every team they're playing this year is coming off a of bye week as well. So it only makes sense. <laughs> That's not yeah. quite true. But oh, I know. I know. You've said. You've mentioned. All right. Notre Dame a six and a half to seven point favorite here. Um, which, Actually, pretty big difference in those two lines, six and a half and seven. Uh, massive, massive difference. What are you looking for here as kind of the neutral observer? I like to use that phrase when I talk to you and get you to talk about my team. Um, <laughs> do you think this is just as simple as Notre Dame is a lot better? Or do you think because it's a rivalry game, USC yeah. throws it around a little bit, maybe puts up some points more than they should and hangs? I think... I want to see Notre Dame's quarterback play like as a neutral, like that's what I'm probably the most interested in because Notre Dame's better than USC this year. They just are USC's in shambles. I want to see how, yeah, who they have at quarterback and then how well he plays. Cause it feels like it could be one of three guys legitimately. Like, like I understand that cones kind of the guy and has been the guy. But then there's games where it feels like he's really not the guy. And it's like, well, it's the, as you know, it's the pine show for a little bit. Or was it, did, did Buckner play quite a bit against, was it Virginia Tech that he played quite a bit? Um, I think it remember. was. Yes, he, he did play some. He, he has been battling some injuries. So there's been a few games where he hasn't played. But uh-huh. I, do, I, I do think he came, yeah, he, yes, he actually played quite a bit against Virginia Tech. The middle two quarters, threw a couple yeah. interceptions, also yeah, had some touchdowns. Yeah, I for, yeah, it's coming back to me now. Um, I mm-hmm. guess I blotted out the pain and the weirdness of that whole game, you, but yeah, <laughs> but we won. So you won. I was gonna say it. So no, a Brian Kelly has said this week. Um, Jack Cohn starting. Tyler Buckner is prepared to play as kind of like the change of pace guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think we're probably gonna see Drew Pine not play. I think it's gonna be other two guys, unless okay. neither one of the, unless the other two are just sucking it up which against usc's defense i don't really know if that's a reality i do think that well either one either one of those guys could have some success especially buckner 
um, running the ball. I do, mm-hmm. I do think USC is susceptible to that. And, the, and Notre Dame's offensive line has stabilized a little bit. Um, got a new starter at left guard, Andrew Kostofik. Joe Walt, their second true freshman to start at left tackle this year, um, has has played better than the other guys. So it, it does seem like it's coming around a little bit. They're not good. They're not yeah. good. But this USC team, yeah, it's it's just kind of dysfunctional right now. It, it feels like oh, yeah. when they fired Clay Helton, it just – I don't know. It, sometimes that that gets a team to you know really join in together and like play for their honor or whatever. And it feels like this kind <laughs> of is the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of. Um, yeah, I mean you're not wrong. Like they got blitzed last week by Utah, who's actually pretty good. So like Utah, not bad officially. But I yeah. the okay so. So why do you have three different quarterbacks? Because all three of Notre Dame's quarterbacks have gotten meaningful snaps this year, like very meaningful snaps in close games. And like, like I understand, like you, you try to go with the hot hand, but isn't it better? No, I don't know. I'm not even sure how I feel about two quarterback system, really, like just as a, as a, as a fundamental like option. Like I, I think I'd rather just be going with one guy and not be pulling him. Cause I've just like, I, I haven't really seen it work. Like, I haven't really seen any team really do well with that unless, I mean, going all the way back to, like, 06 Florida when they yeah. had, like, leaking. That's always Tebow. the one people go to because that's the that's only it. one that really worked very well. Right. Like, what else has really, like, what else has really paid off for him? And so, like, I would, I don't know. I just maybe would wonder why, like, why we're still doing that. And I'd like to see maybe, like, Cohen just kind of be the guy, I guess. So, I think that's the plan. Um, and I, I'll say this. We have seen Notre Dame play multiple quarterbacks a lot in Brian Kelly's tenure. This is the first time where it's really – made a lot of sense to me i would say um, yeah. usually i hate it if you if you're playing multiple quarterbacks this year I, all three have unique skill sets and and with the way the offensive line is played it kind of changes what you can do on offense um, mm-hmm. and there's times when okay if if one third of the playbook is available is available to me like which quarterback fits that third of the playbook you know yeah that type right. of thing right um and then, you know, if you're down and you need a touchdown um, in the last two minutes, like who's best at throwing quickly down the field? It's Jack Cohn. So right. it's kind of made sense to me, but I'm with you. Like, and I do think they're going to try to not play Drew Pine. Like, and it, it does feel like Tyler Buckner, the true freshman, he, he is learning the offense better. He's sure, the guy that, right. he's the guy they see as the future anyway. Like they, Absolutely. they yep. need him to start next year. Next year they open against Ohio State. Tyler Buckner <laughs> will be the starting quarterback almost right. certainly. Right. Um, and if he's not, it's because something probably went wrong. And that's uh-huh. not a knock on Drew Pine. It's just saying Tyler Buckner is that top 50 type of talent. Like, absolutely. This is yep. the high guy. ceiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. High ceiling. Um, and yeah, now, now that he's, we saw against Virginia Tech, he ran a lot more of the offense than we had seen before. We had the bye week here. It does seem like, it's a good, there's a good chance that he's like ready to, ready to pretty much run the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think we are going to see Cone and Buckner from now on. Um, and maybe only Cone if he's playing well. Right. And if he's right. not, there's also a chance that Buckner could just take over and, and he's the guy from now on. There's that chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we're going to see Drew Pine. Most likely not. I will say, like, if USC, for, for them to have a chance in this game, like, Drake London, like, their receiver, yeah. is just 
crazy good. Like he's probably the best receiver in America right now, as far as just like yeah. it, it, his, you look at his stats and it's crazy. He already has 830 receiving yards. Like, like that, that's, that's why on 64 catches, he has 64 catches. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he, they're just feeding him the ball. Like they're just like, yeah, he's get So, Hey, maybe he just like goes out and just, yeah, kind of wins by himself. But no, other than that, USC doesn't, doesn't feel like they really have just a whole lot. There's no, there's no team unity there. It doesn't feel like they're much of a team right now. If they had another, like if they still had Amon Ross St. Brown, who would it's be a senior, if different. he would be a senior, you know, he left a year early, I would be a lot more scared, I think. But sure. it does feel like Drake London is, he's, he's pretty much their guy and no one yeah. else is close. So right. yeah, I, I do think Notre Dame can do it. Like, I think they can shut down one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and shut down is a strong phrase. I don't think he's going to put up 150 yards in them, most likely, yeah. and three right. touchdowns. Like, I I just don't think that Kyle Hamilton – I mean, you, all you got to do is slide Kyle For Hamilton sure. over on yeah. top of him every play, and it's yep. – yeah. And, you know, they're going to make everyone else beat them, and there's a chance that they will just based on the – I mean, if, this is still Notre Dame. This is not a great Notre Dame team. There is a right. chance they lose this game. But, yeah, I, I feel, like, not terribly scared about it. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. I Notre Dame – it would be a Notre Dame lean for me at, at minus seven. It would be a Notre Dame lean. I, I like it at minus six and a half. Don't love it at minus seven. Just right. because I could definitely see Notre Dame win this game by exactly seven. The nice yeah. thing about seven is it, you, you, know, you, you yeah. get the push. Um, but, yeah. Okay, let's move on here. NC State at Miami. Um, NC State a three and a half point favorite coming off their huge win against Boston College. Still yeah. a little disappointed that we hadn't seen um, Phil Dracovic this year. Obviously, well, obviously we we knew we weren't going to see him. I'm just disappointed that Boston College right. doesn't have him this year due to his injury, because I do think that 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 could have been a really exciting game, yeah. exciting matchup for the division. Right. Um, but as it stands right now, NC State is they're on the inside track to the ACC championship game. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance this Miami team can trip them up at all? No, no, I think there is zero chance. This is going to be, this is another one of my locks of the week. I can't believe that NC State's only favored by, actually, three to three and a half, depending where you go. I would love it at three. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing it right now at three and a half, so I guess that's probably what I have to take it at for yeah. just for the official pod. But, yes, like, uh, okay, Miami in their last six games against Power 5 teams has covered the spread once, just one time. And so, like... <laughs> Yeah, pardon me while I jump all over NC State on this game because there's there's just so much better. Like I don't I I think Manadias is on the way out. Like I really do. I think yeah, probably this is probably his last year. I really believe that. Like they're two and four against the spread overall this year, whereas NC State has just has I mean surprised us at every turn. Just yeah, blew the doors off of a really good Boston College team. Boston College is good. I know that they don't yeah. have their starting their starting quarterback. Boston College is still a good football team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm also yeah. Pardon me while I just jump all in on NC State here. I'm super confident. Like on a confidence level, this is like an eight, eight maybe a nine. So feels like a slam dunk. I yeah. I don't I don't understand what I would be missing here. NC State is a, is like a stable program, and Miami is the opposite of that. So Absolutely, I know. Absolutely, I would totally be with you. I just can't make it one of my five games to watch, which means I can't make it one of my locks. I just think I don't think I can quite get there. <laughs> well, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna be watching it because it is one of my locks. So you're that's, gonna, you're that's, my, that's how. Bit. Yeah, that's how I. That's how I. Hey, I, I I'm cool with it. That. I just. I had to justify it somehow because I'm I had, cool with it. I had to get some money in there on that one. Yes. 
Okay, our last game to talk about, number five, Ohio State at Indiana. This game can get a little feisty some years. This year, Ohio State, a 21-point favorite. Uh, if I was betting on this one, I'd take Ohio State. They're just Absolutely. rolling right now. Indiana Absolutely. does not look great, although they probably should have beaten Michigan State last week. But still, Michigan yeah. State's not half as good as Ohio State. I expect Ohio State to roll here. Yeah, no no complaints from me. I, I don't care. Just Ohio State minus whatever number. Like, yeah. whatever number, just name your price. That's me. So, yeah, the number right now is 21. Uh, Ohio State's favored by 21. I think they'll win. I think they'll cover. Not one of my locks, but that's simply because I ran out of room. Like, I would yeah. gladly, gladly put money on this game, too. Um, just okay, because mainly because Penix hasn't been good. Like, let's just be honest. Mostly sure. because he hasn't been good. This yeah. game last year was a really good game, and in fact, Indiana only lost by I think by seven. I think it was seven point game. So it, it was very competitive. This one here just it, it won't be. Even though Ohio State's not as good as they were last year, Indiana just it feels like they've fallen off a cliff a little bit yeah. with the quarterback play. With the quarterback and play. and Jack Tuttle, he started last week against Michigan State, and yep. you know the former four star. I think he originally went to Utah, transferred to Indiana. He did. He did. And and I, I've seen the, the thought out there before last week, I would say especially, I saw the thought out there that Indiana has really good quarterback depth. They had this former four-star Jack Tuttle, and I'm just like, no, but did you guys actually watch him last year? <laughs> and just because I'm somewhat of an Indiana fan, and ah, it, he's just not that good. And he's probably better than what they've gotten from Penix this season, but he's nowhere near what Penix was a year ago. And that's what, that's the kind of performance they need yeah. to hang with Ohio state. And I just really don't think they're going to get it. So I'm with you. Like if, if this is one of my five games to watch it, this would be easily one of my locks, Ohio state. And I, out of your same with NC state. Like if, if either one of these were on my five games to watch, those would be my locks ahead yeah. of anything I'll actually put down. But right. It's. I think it's sad that that Penix got hurt because last year it was just spectacular in certain games. Like, yes. just I think the, the accuracy was so much better. Like it just overall hasn't. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to see. It, it really is tough yeah. to see because it, I've watched a bit of Indiana this this year and and just no games have been pretty from them. Mm-hmm. Like it hasn't it hasn't been been good looking at all. Whereas last year it was yeah it was a really good season for for really everyone there. And I will say some of the blame definitely goes to the receivers for Indiana. Ty Freifogel a year ago, I mean, Penix, it felt like he could just chuck the ball deep and Freifogel would come down with it somehow. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. year, man, I just I have barely seen him make a play. Not that he hasn't made any, but he he's it doesn't seem like he's fighting for balls the way he used to. And I don't know. It just doesn't seem like they're very dialed in. Miles Marshall, another talented receiver they have, had a big drop last week against Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Usually the receivers are like the strongest unit on this indiana team they it's been that way for the better part of a decade and right man right now they're just not making any plays for the offense so it, it's been a disappointing year for indiana for sure mm-hmm. i would agree okay so that was the eight games we wanted to talk about so out of those eight what are your five to watch so okay just just stay with me here on this one all right i'm not going to have oklahoma state iowa state Okay. In my five, just because I'm bored by that. Like that bores <laughs> I, me. And, and sure. because we think, we think that Oklahoma state is Iowa and like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like we put them on par together and like, I'm just bored by the whole thing. Like just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm, no, I'm not understandable. going to. 
So Oregon, UCLA is one. LSU, Ole Miss is two. Um, Clemson, Pittsburgh, again, yeah, for just you have to watch. You have to watch. Cle- yeah. Clemson is must watch at this point, whether you root for them or not, just because it, like it's weird. It's weird seeing it. So you, you have to watch. You can't not watch. Um, and yeah, that is three. UCLA, uh, USC, Notre Dame, four. And then NC State, Miami is five. So gotcha. those are my five for this week. All right. So... I still haven't narrowed it down from six. I'm still working on this. <laughs> um, and I'm a little bit disappointed that you kind of went there with Oklahoma State, Iowa State, because I was sort hmm. of feeling the same way a little bit. Um, There's four games at 3.30. There's four games at 3.30. And, like, yeah. that's that's the worst 3.30 game. There really is. There's no good noon games, but you, you have Clemson, Pitt, LSU, Ole Miss, Oregon, UCLA, and then – Ohio, like Oklahoma State, Iowa State. And it's like, yeah, one yeah. of these things is just not like the rest of them, you know? I have to do it. I'll, I'll agree with you. Um, and Oklahoma State was also my short list of locks of the week, but I guess that kind of decides <laughs> it. Um, yeah. To be honest, I probably won't watch much of that game. Right. Yeah. So logically speaking, then that can't be one of my five to watch. So, right. Okay, your locks of the week. You mentioned Clemson and NC State, I believe. That's that's mm-hmm. what you're going with. Yes. Okay, so you got Clemson at plus three and a half. Yep. And NC State at minus three and a half. Yep. All right. So that leaves me. I'm also going Clemson plus three and a half. Super lock. Um, that's a super lock. Yeah. And and it's not even that I feel that terribly confident about it, but it's. I mean, I get to, <laughs> I get to bet on Clemson as an underdog, so let's go ahead and do that. For all the reasons game. we mentioned. Yeah, for all yes. the reasons we mentioned, for sure. Yes. And then my other one is Alabama minus 25 Yeah. against Tennessee. Yeah. Kind of don't love it, but also, like, I feel like they've kind of been awakened. Um, and, I, and I'm a little wary of the backdoor cover here just because Tennessee can score. Like, they can put up points. <sighs> um, it's more of a principal play as far as, like, I have angry Alabama minus anything. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I could definitely see this not actually happening. Why would you not put money on Notre Dame minus seven though? I like it. I just <laughs> I would feel much more confident for uh, me. The last than... time I had Notre Dame was one of my locks. It it did not work out well, and yeah, I, you're probably right. And I could get him at six and a half, which I like a lot better even than seven. It's could, almost could just. I... Could I talk into UCLA minus one? No. Oregon, it, fine. Oregon plus one. See, I, I considered them as well. Um, I, I feel like I have leanings in all of these games, <laughs> okay. but okay. I don't actually have like strong opinions on any of them except NC State and Ohio State, and I, I'm not. I don't have those in my five games to watch. Right. So. Right. So who do you lean on on LSU Ole Miss? Which way do you lean on that? That's maybe the one where I don't know. I've, I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, I have no clue. Yeah, I'm like we said, no, there's, I want to know. You lean one way. I wanna, I wanna there's such a wide range. Okay, you're going to put a gun to my head and make me pick yes. one. I'm going to do yeah. the same to you then in a minute. Okay. Um, I'm going to go LSU just because mm-hmm. I, I could very easily see them. The, their offense has been pretty solid most of the year. I, I could mm-hmm. very easily see them losing by a touchdown, say. So almost by seven. That would mm-hmm. make it. That would be a logical outcome to me. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, goodness, <laughs> goodness gracious. 
I'm, I'm not, I'd probably take, yeah, probably LSU plus nine, I guess. Just because, for one, Ole Miss is coming off, like, all the emotions of whatever happened, you know? And, right. and okay, and here's something that, that we have maybe have overlooked a little bit. Matt Corral ran the ball so much in mm. that Tennessee game. So much. He was their leading rusher by far. He's their the season. He, on their season, he's, the, he's their leading rusher. So, I think he's a little... I, I would just wonder his ability to get up after that and go back and make plays again seven days later. Right. After all the emotions of all that, and, and you got, yeah, it was physical. You got beat up, and you, you played well. He's a really good quarterback. So, yeah, I think for, for I, I would probably be taking LSU to cover nine, but just feeling like on a confidence level, like one or zero, yeah. just no confidence. Of these eight games, it'd be my eighth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I guess if there's any degenerates out there that want to bet on a lot of games, I'll just read off my leanings on all eight of these. Mm-hmm. Oregon plus one and a half. Oklahoma okay. State plus seven. Clemson plus three and a half. LSU plus nine. Alabama minus twenty-five. Notre Dame minus six and a half. NC State minus three and a half. And Ohio State minus twenty-one. There you go. Eight no week. Bam. <laughs> parlay. A little parlay action there. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why not? We'll call it the can't miss. It's a or, yeah. What, you got what, your leanings ready on those, or, or you don't oh, really? Okay, maybe you don't fine. have leanings on those eight. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll I'll do them. I'll, I'll, All right, let's, let's go. Fine, let's let's do it. So I'd have I'd have Iowa State covering seven. Okay. Just because, just because they're a better football team. Enough said. Um, oh, the Oregon or Oregon UCLA. Shoot, these are <laughs> tough, man. Tough. Yeah, that, I don't that like that too. One. Give me Oregon. Oregon plus one. Okay. Um, yeah, LSU plus nine, Clemson obviously plus three and a half, Tennessee plus 25, um, Ohio State, yeah, minus whatever number. It happens to be 21. They're, okay, I'd take them by more. Um, yeah, Notre, Notre Dame um, minus six and a half if you can still get them, and then NC State minus three and a half. Nice. So we disagree yeah. on just two, apparently. Yeah, just two of them. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee, Alabama, and um, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you're you're an Oregon lean as well. Yeah, just barely. Uh, just because I feel like it's a better roster. Maybe they put Ty Thompson in. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I like how I, I went ahead and made the point like early on, but like the, the thing that's going to distinguish these teams, you look at the quarterback play, quarterback right? And I give play. all like the D, like DTR is clearly the better quarterback, but like yeah. no, we're we're both betting, we're both going to bet on Oregon. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Okay. Any more thoughts for this coming week? Um. No, not really. That's yeah, pr- pretty much it. If you do, hey, if you want to watch some good graduate. Tra- or well, yeah, well, he's a graduate transfer, but he's also just a, a GA, a graduate assistant, play quarterback for South Carolina in an SEC game on the road at AM. You can watch South Carolina AM, and that should be fun because Zeb Nolan is the guy, looks like for the rest That's of the year. Right. He, hey, South Carolina's four and three. And I will say this if they would, if it probably won't happen, <laughs> if they would pull this upset, like, it's a, it's a success. Years of success for South Carolina. Yes. And because and, you've improved. And you're doing it with, I mean, quite, quite literally a coach. This guy was going to be coaching, and he's now starting in the SEC, and I, that's that's exciting. Hey, he was, yeah, they they ran him out of Iowa State. You know, I'm, I'm they might want him back. I'm just saying maybe they should have hung on to him there because Brock Purdy has not been good this year. So, anyway, let's not go into that too much. Um, Iowa still sucks. 
that's about all I got. Yeah. There we go. That's the content people come here for. I was so. still sucks. <laughs> all right. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks, Ashton. Um, so yeah, for all you guys out there, have a great week and God bless.